0: Support for today's Heat Treat Radio episode is provided by Heat Treat Today's 40 Under 40 Class of 2021 nomination. Nominate a rising young leader at heattreattoday.com/40under40nominate. Welcome to Heat Treat Radio. I'm your host Bethany Funk, editor of Heat Treat Radio. In today's episode, we bring you a unique feature to highlight some of our 40 Under 40 winners. We asked Heat Treat Today's 40 Under 40 winners of 2020 to answer several questions about themselves and what they think about Heat Treat. Over the next two months, you'll hear three total installments of this series. Today's episode is part one. We begin with senior engineer at JTEC Coyote, North America, Luke Wright, and we continue with personal stories from Nathan Durham at Ibsen USA and Alberto Cantu from New Tech Big. Stick around till the end for a special insight from Veteran 40 Under 40 winner Kyle Halmo at Contour Hardening. Now, get to know Luke as he shares how he, a quote-unquote, green engineer, came to appreciate the hands-on, practical science of heat treat.
1: Hi, I'm Luke Wright. I'm with Coyo Bearings, located in the small town of Walhalla, in the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains here in the upstate of South Carolina. I got involved in heat treating uh, pretty much right out of school. I graduated in 2011 from Clemson University uh, with a degree in mechanical engineering and got a job in manufacturing uh, with Coyo just down the road here in upstate South Carolina. Um, we had a need uh, within the company for a heat treat engineer. Um, we do stamping, heat treating, finishing and assembly here um, at the plant for automotive uh, transmission bearings, mostly thrust bearings. So. Uh, we had a void in the heat treating department. Um, we had three other new hires, um, two other, including myself at the time. So they uh, kind of shuffled us, us around, one went to assembly uh, and I got put in heat treat, um, with, with one of the others, actually, they, they figured heat treat was uh, difficult enough for, for two, two engineers, two green engineers, especially. So kind of picked it up. Um, as I went along, there were, there were a few people in, uh, in our corporate office and, and older, older guys with experience within the company I was able to learn from. And, and, uh, also some of the ASM coursework and things have been, uh, has been really helpful for me for developing, but, um, it's been about eight years, a little over eight years now, just, uh, learning by doing and, uh, working on the floor here with, uh, we have about eight Eight or nine conveyor uh, furnaces, a couple of batch furnaces, a bunch of tempers, and things like that. So, a good mix of uh, you know some old equipment and some newer equipment. Um, some some fun, you know, interesting technology and some challenges of uh, maintaining and improving some old equipment as well. The thing I find uh, kind of most interesting or intriguing about the heat treat industry, um, it was a, an industry or science that I really didn't know a lot about from from my mechanical engineering uh, studies. At Clemson, we had, you know, very minimal coverage of this topic. We had a, a one materials, general materials course that was mostly ceramics and things, and uh, we had a little bit of, of heat treat in some of our manufacturing technology courses. But I didn't really know a lot about it, so um, coming into it, uh, you know, on the, on the job, I really... I was kind of surprised and pleasantly surprised to find that it was this this interesting mix of kind of chemistry um, and mechanical, you know, properties, uh, interesting equipment with high temperature, lots of power, basically just kind of a, a great combination of, of disciplines and, and hands on and theoretical. So. I guess that's kind of what I really like. It's sort of this black box, you know, science everybody wants to talk about. And there's so many things that, you know, we have to just say, well, I'm not really sure. It's sort of, you know, we'd turn this knob and it tends to work better that way. But then there's also really detailed science and, and theory that kind of guides you in that sort of gut feel, twist that knob kind of practical application. So um, I guess I just like that it's it's a science that sort of guides the practice, um, and it, the more you learn about that underlying science, uh, the, the easier, you know, at times, you know, easier you can sort of troubleshoot things and figure things out as you go. I just want to talk about something that I've been trying to to do more uh, lately in my job, and that's just to. To kind of explain more about what I'm doing, what's going on with with the others around me, with maintenance workers or, or furnace operators, supervisors, um, instead of just kind of keeping to myself, um, you know, pushing them out of the way to, to do the thing by myself if they don't understand, um, doing a little more of working alongside people and explaining as I go and trying to kind of put things in the simplest of terms, um, at least in terms of the heat treat jargon and everything to um, to re- to remind myself you know that that most of the people don't understand the process um, in the way that I do, but they may still be interested and um, you know want to learn and, and definitely capable of learning and understanding so um, always trying to offer up a little bit more information behind what we're doing, why we're doing it, you know why this adjustment will will make an improvement or why we need to look at this particular uh, characteristic or um, you know, why this needs this parameter needs to be controlled so tightly, this sort of thing. So I think it gives everybody a little more of a vested interest. Um, it kind of helps them understand why we're doing what we're doing. And it depends on the person, but I've definitely found that it kind of incur- encourages curiosity. Um, you know, they get to know a little bit more than they knew before and they start asking uh, more questions, wanting to know a little bit more information. I'm um, really kind of trying to to take ownership and, and appreciate what's, you know, what's going on on the inside, you know, what's going on in the furnace when we can't see the part and and uh, and why what we're doing, you know, is important relating to that. So that's something my, you know, my managers really pushed me to do is to help, you know, share knowledge and communicate more efficiently um, and just communicate more um, with everybody, you know, that, that I work with and that supports me and, and everything we do here. So, and it's definitely improve the work we're getting out of people here and my interactions and relationships with with the people i'm working with as well so just don't be afraid to bring people in you know just remember to do it a little bit at a time explain yourself you know carefully make sure people understand i i tend to go i'll go a mile a minute and say a whole bunch of stuff and then look and you get kind of a blank look but it's not really worth their time to dig in so they'll just say okay so trying to kind of avoid that and, and give a real, meaningful, you know, explanation or, ha- you know, have a conversation with a back and forth so you can confirm, you know, confirm understanding. Um, it makes it, I think it just makes the job richer and, and enriches the whole company. What I'm most excited about, I guess, for the next, you know, over the next five years or so in the heat treat industry, um, for me in my in my job at our location, you know, it's just the improved... Of technology in in terms of controls and and monitoring and uh, you know SCADA systems and things, we're we've been improving, upgrading some of our control uh, systems and uh, gas panels and uh, some of the new equipment that we've purchased has come in with with some really nice you know kind of top of the line uh, just controls and and recording and it just makes things a lot easier. Troubleshooting is easier. Finding you know data from a past event is easier. Visually, it's it's better, easier to work with. Uh, so, I think a lot of that is uh, a lot of this stuff is just easier to get your hands on now. Um, it's it's more readily available, kind of standard stuff, and being able to apply some of that new new technology to some of our old equipment, retrofit some stuff. Um, you know, when I started eight years ago, it was something I I wouldn't have even thought about. You know, trying to trying to accomplish, but now. With the experience I've gained and with the, I think, improvements in the industry, it's not so hard to get, you know, an old 1980s PIFCO to, to, to look like, you know, when you're looking on the control side, at least look like something brand new. So I think I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, personally, I'm just excited about kind of diving in more. I'm hoping to, to kind of expand my knowledge and experience of heat treat outside of just what we have here, our basic kind of carburizing and through hardening. And learn about some some new materials, some some you know additive manufacturing um, type of things, and how, how those those products are heat treated, um, and hopefully to you know to gain as I gain that knowledge to to be able to to apply it to expand my you know footprint within this company um, to to be able to impact some some new innovation and and push push some of our boundaries and, and look at some some new new ways of doing things or, or new ways of looking at, at, at things. So um, just hoping to keep keep learning early and developing.
0: Again, that was Luke Wright, senior engineer at JTECT. Two other leaders in heat treat are Nathan Durham and Alberto Cantu. They offer different perspectives of where they see heat treat industry going. Yet, as you'll hear, they are both amazing leaders in our industry. I'll let them introduce themselves to you.
2: Hi. My name is Nathan Durham, and I'm the aftermarket sales manager here at Ibsen. I'd first like to thank just a few people who played an instrumental role relative to my heat treatment career. Professor Christine Corum was a direct influence of mine during my time at Purdue University, and she's the one who initially introduced me to metallurgy and material sciences. Even throughout my professional career, people such as Jeffrey Samari, Pete Kerbel, and Patrick McKenna have always encouraged me to pursue my passion for helping our customers find a cost-effective solution that meet their expectations. You know, in doing so, I've been able to network with many suppliers and influential people throughout our industry. People like Craig Moeller, Jim Grant, Andrew Bassett, Doug Matson, Marcel Cooperman, Tom Morrison, and that's just to name a few. I've learned a great deal from them over the years, and I'm truly grateful for their mentorship. You know, as we near the end of 2020, and reflect on the many, many challenges that arose, I'm truly motivated by the diversity and resilience of our industry. Heat treatment impacts many areas of our everyday lives, from aerospace and automotive, to medical and dental, and even outer space. We'll persevere through this pandemic and push forward into 2021. And I'm really encouraged for what the future has in store. During my tenure at Ibsen, I've realized how important it is to always remain flexible within a career and adapt to what your company and your customers ask of you. We must continue to stretch and grow, for that is the power of moving from good to great. Thank you again, as I'm truly humbled to be part and associated with such great company
3: and the bright future of our industry.
0: Thank you and congratulations, Nathan. Now, Mr. Cantu.
3: Hi, uh, my name is Alberto Cantu and I work with nutec Pickly where we design and manufacture uh, heat treating furnaces. Um, I got involved in, in this industry where, when I started at NUTEC about 10 years ago. I, I started as an R&D manager and uh, I, did, I did a PhD on computational fluid dynamics and I used these tools to uh, design uh, new furnaces, um, but lately I've been more involved in the sales and business development. Well, one of the things I find most intriguing about uh, the heat treating industry is that even though it's it's based on hard science, I mean, for on one hand you have metallurgy, and on the other hand you have uh, heat transfer and fluid dynamics. Uh, However, the, the industry still relies on many rules of thumb uh, for operations, uh, like the famous uh, inch hour rule for, uh, for the heating of steel. And, and I think this is one of the things that will change in the near future. I mean, there, there, there's, uh, for one hand, the, uh, the computational power that's been increasing uh, well, I'm gonna say since it's the birth of computers, but lately uh, more and more, and and so you, you have the computer power on one hand, but then the 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 internet and this whole Internet of Things and Industry 4.0 coming together, and and you can do a lot of things with with uh, both both the the calculations and the ability to have the information on real time, and I think many of the uh, operating um, procedures that we had uh, that were mainly based, as I said, on, on rules of thumb and heuristics, I think we'll, that will change. And it will change more based on the machine learning and how all the data that we generate in our processes might help us improve uh, the operations and, and come up with uh, better products. And for people uh, who are starting in this industry, I, I my my suggestion is uh, to get involved in the community. It's a very active community. Uh, it's very exciting, and I, I would suggest for you to, to uh, you know get involved in the, in trade shows, subscribe to newsletters. Uh, you know, make sure you read all the news in. In, uh, in the magazines available and from companies so that you get up to date on, on what's happening in the in- industry because, uh, as I said, it's very exciting and I, and I see a bright future on the coming years.
0: Innovation, flexibility, and the fascinating combination of computations and the Internet of Things really are the hallmarks of the heat industry in this day and age. We are grateful to these recent winners for sharing their experiences, and we'd like to end today's episode with an update from Kyle Hummel, PE Senior Metallurgical Engineer at Contour Hardening.
4: So I'd say it's been an interesting year since being selected into the 40 Under 40 Class of 2019. I am proud to say that we've been able to weather the COVID-19 storm and are looking forward to a really busy 2021. Professionally, I've been honored to accept a promotion and and am now responsible for overseeing our operations. And on top of that, I'm currently studying for my very last finals uh, to get my MBA in which I'll graduate in May. So there are a lot of people getting to retirement age that have worked in the heat treat industry for their entire careers, which says a lot about the dedication and enjoyment that many experience while working in heat treat. The heat treat industry is such a broad field of processes and technologies that anyone could get really excited about. I also think that heat treat can offer the perfect balance of hands-on work experience as well as quality and process improvement that can keep you engaged for years as you, you continue to grow your career. Another advantage is that heat treaters typically supply a number of different industries so you can get experience in multiple fields that will help steer your career choices. I'm personally excited to see how the Heatreat industry adapts to the next five years as electric vehicle sales begin to rise in the U.S. I believe this will be an opportunity for heat treaters to start thinking about broadening their process offerings and expanding into other industries as well. Also, it feels like the demand for heat treat is really starting to skyrocket as things begin to open back up as a result of the pandemic. And it seems like there's certain parts from across the world uh, that are being brought back to the United States for, for local processing, which is great.
0: And there you have it. We hope you enjoyed today's Heat Treat Radio episode. You can learn more about these rising leaders on HeatTreeToday.com by searching their names or simply by typing HeatTreeToday.com slash four zero under four zero. Again, that was Luke Wright at JTECT, Nathan Durham at Ipsen, USA, and Alberto Cantu at New Tech Bigly. Kyle Hummel from Contour Hardening was featured at the end. There are some amazing young leaders in the industry, and you've just heard a few of them, so we'd like to recognize others with you this year. Go to thesameheattreattoday.com forward slash 40 under 40 promo. And if you'd like to hear us talk about something you're interested in next time, please shoot me an email with your idea. Additionally, if you'd like to be a sponsor of a future episode, let me know and we'll be in touch. My email is bethany at heattreattoday.com. Heat Treat Radio would like to thank this year's 40 Under 40 initiative for sponsoring the episode. If you're an awesome young leader or you know someone under 40 who is awesome in themselves, please go to heattreattoday.com forward slash 40 under 40 promo to see what makes a winner of this prestigious award. This and every other episode of Heat Treat Radio is the sole property of Heat Treat Today and may not be reproduced in part or in whole without advanced written permission from Heat Treat Today. The amazing audio producer, Jonathan Lloyd, created and mixed most of the music that you heard today. Check out his professional work at www.JonathanLloydMusic.com. That's Lloyd with two L's. Thank you, Jonathan. And I'm your host, Bethany Funk. Thank you for listening.